I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3, Post Media's Canadian Current Affairs podcast. On this episode, gunfire rang out Friday in an apartment complex in Fredericton, New Brunswick. When the firing stopped, four people, including two police officers, were dead. We look at the horror that descended upon a small Canadian city and bring you the latest details on what happened. It's Tuesday, August 14th. While many Canadians know some basic information about Friday's tragedy, four people killed, including two police officers, they don't necessarily know the full story about what happened. Morgan Lowry has been covering this story for the Canadian press, and we caught up with her Monday from the Fredericton Airport. So, Morgan, what can you tell me about what happened Friday morning at that apartment complex? Well, it all started at about 7 o'clock in the morning. People were waking up, they were getting ready for work, and the first thing they heard was shots. Two, three shots rang out. Um, and police were called soon after. And when the police arrived on the scene, what they found were two deceased victims. And a mm-hmm. couple of minutes later, p- residents in the building heard more shots, many more shots. And residents looked out and they saw that those those two first police officers who responded had been shot as well. Okay. And what happened after that? Were there other police officers at the scene or were, were the two police officers who were shot the first ones on scene? The police officers who were shot were the first ones on scene. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, soon after that, it devolved into quite a bit of chaos. Um, more police officers started coming quickly. Residents in the building kept hearing shots. At that point, um, the police officers who, who came afterwards were exchanging gunfire with a suspect. The suspect was up in a in a third floor building. Mm-hmm. Um, they say dozens and dozens and dozens of shots were exchanged. At some point, Fredericton police uh, issued a lockdown. They were telling people not to come out of their apartment, not to leave. Um, an armored vehicle was sent in, the emergency response team, the, the SWAT team, if you will, at that mm-hmm. point. Um, People in the neighborhood say the neighborhood was swarming with just police officers, with fire trucks, with sirens, um, and there were just uh, more gunfire exchanged until about nine o'clock when it ceased. And um, police later revealed that the gunman had been arrested and was injured. So there, there was a, a a standoff involving gunfire between the police and an individual in the third floor apartment from seven until about nine o'clock. Yeah, that's what we're hearing. It was it was soon after seven that the first shots, the police received the 911 call at 10 after seven and um, eyewitnesses said they were on the scene minutes later. But of course, at first, um, the the first officers to respond were the ones who were who were shot. And so it was it was in the hour that followed a pretty dramatic scene uh, with a with a shootout with this with this gunman. And, and eventually they were able to subdue the gunman, uh, take him into custody. Yes, exactly. Police said at about 9.30 in the morning that they did have a gunman in custody. And they said they later said on Saturday that that, that gunman had been injured. Um, as far as we know, he remains in hospital. So this seems like a, a terrifying ordeal, not just for police, but for the residents of, the, of this complex. What were witnesses... Uh, telling reporters at the scene? Well, witnesses were, were pretty terrified. You know, that this happened in the morning. They were getting ready for work. They were getting ready uh, to take their kids to daycare. I spoke to one 
one mother who was in the apartment with her four-year-old stepson and she didn't know what was happening she was uh she she told a story of hiding under the windowsill with her four-year-old stepson and then taking him into the bedroom and trying to play cartoons really loud so he wouldn't hear all the shots just trying to keep him keep him calm um another man we spoke to who was one of the first to call 911 he described uh looking out the window and seeing the three the three bodies um a lot of pe- three bodies have the first victim and the two police officers um since then we've spoken to a lot of residents who are quite scared they haven't been allowed home yet and a lot of them their sense of safety has been shaken i mean they they not only they heard gunfire and there was a lot of i think a sense of helplessness as well there were people who were at work when this happened yeah. who didn't know what was happening to their families they just uh, everyone's a little bit shocked and and very confused and even beyond the the apartment complex and the police force in Fredericton this is a city that doesn't deal with major crimes like this on a regular basis is it, that's correct right that is correct they there's very few in all of new brunswick there's only i think between 6 and 12 homicides on average per year mm-hmm. and fredericton it's not a big city um i mean i and pe- so everyone is feeling really shaken by this it's the kind of city where they may not know everyone in it but they really feel like they're all in together and that a tragedy that hits one person affects them all like today i was down at city hall where they've set up a book of condolences for the two police officers and most of the a lot of the people who came and signed they they were leaving in tears they were they were overwhelmed just uh just by what happened so what can we say about the four victims involved so there are two police officers that's constable Lawrence Costello and Constable Sarah Burns. What do we know about them? Yeah, Constable Costello, uh, he went by the name Rob. He was he was a veteran of the force. I think he'd been there for over 20 years. Um, he was a father of, uh, I believe it was four children. Um, everyone who's spoken to him seems to have nothing but, but good words to say about him. His, uh, his partner, his common-law wife, has said that He's the only person she's ever met who could write a guy a ticket and have the guy thank him for her after. Hmm. Um, Constable Sarah Burns was a, a mother of three. She'd only been with the police force for about two years. Wow. Um, she's another person who there's a lot of uh, stories coming out as she used to volunteer for, for a women's shelter. And um, I guess becoming a police officer was something that she'd wanted to do for a long time. And it was a, a little bit of a dream for her when, when she managed to do it. We'll be right back. This is Dave Breckenridge, host of 10.3, Post Media's Canadian Current Affairs podcast. The name represents Canada's 10 provinces and three territories, and each episode takes a deeper look at one of the biggest stories in the country. Our show is powered by the work of journalists and newsrooms across Canada, so be sure to support your local paper. We're available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, and more. So be sure to subscribe and leave a review. We'd love to hear what you think. You can get me on Twitter, Breckenridge, Y-E-G, or dbreckenridge at postmedia.com. And how has the chief of police responded to this tragedy? Well, I think the the Fredericton police force, um, like many others in Fredericton, have said that they are quite shaken by this Um it's obviously not a huge police force. They all knew each other. Mm-hmm. And 
I think we can appreciate the difficulty for these officers to have to investigate the death of their own colleagues. They have called in other police forces to help them in these days. Uh, we've seen there's there's RCMP, of course, on the scene, but they've also they've also we've seen police from Halifax and from elsewhere who are coming in to to lend the support. Uh, the police chief has said that they're very appreciative of all the all the support that's pouring in, and uh, okay. that it is a difficult time for them and for their officers. Now, the two people who were killed initially by the gunmen. Um, Bobby Lee Wright and Donnie Robichaux, they're a couple. They're recently a couple, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, their family and friends say that they are a new couple. Uh, they're, they only have been together for maybe a couple of weeks. So it was a, a new romance. By all accounts, they were, they were very happy together. Uh, one of their friends said they'd even been preparing to, to go out of town for the weekend together. They were, they were happy. They were excited. Uh, Donnie Robichaux was known to, as a as a local musician, uh, as a guy who liked to ride his motorcycle. His friends said he's the kind of guy who'd give you the shirt off his back, and um, he was seemingly very excited with his on his relationship with uh, Miss Wright, who uh, who is also unfortunately deceased. Now, as of Monday, have police offered any links between the man who's been charged in the killing and his victims? His alleged victims. They haven't. Police have not offered a lot of information um, about the suspect. All they have said is Matthew Vincent Raymond. He's 48 years old and he's from Fredericton. Um, on Saturday, when they held, when they last spoke publicly, they said that they were still searching for a link between between the the alleged gunman and the suspects. Um, so that seems to be it seems to be unclear, and the friends and family of the victims, for the most part, none of them recall that knowing this guy. None of them, he doesn't strike them as someone who who was in their lives. So that's still something that that has to be revealed hmm. as the investigation continues. I mean, as sad as it is to say, there there could be no link between the alleged gunman and the people who were killed, as we've seen in other uh, mass shootings, crimes of this nature. Now, what have we learned about? Mr. Raymond. Well, we don't know a huge amount about Mr. Raymond because, as I previously mentioned, police have not offered any information about him besides his age. Mm -hmm. We have learned that he was a renter, that he did rent an apartment in the complex where the shooting took place, as did Donnie Robichaux, who is one of the victims. So mm -hmm. they were both residents of the same complex, not the same building. Um, a woman who works in, in the rental office of the building, she remembers him coming in to pay rent every month, um, usually wearing a bicycle helmet. And she remembers him as being very polite, very pleasant, always made small talk. Um, to, to her, she seemed, he seemed completely normal. However, we've also spoken to someone else, and this is the owner of a coffee shop mm -hmm. that Mr. Raymond apparently used to visit on a regular basis. Okay. And this man has said, um, Matthew Vincent Raymond was a regular customer. He used to come and he used to read magazines about bicycles and about guns. Um, he said that this, this person seemed very interested in first-person shooter games, so he thought that's where the interest in guns came from. And But last year... Eventually, he, this, this owner said that he had to ask Mr. Raymond to leave because at one point he started taking an interest. He started expressing negative views towards Syrian refugees 
and expressing views that uh, that seemed Islamophobic that were bothering the customers. Okay. So uh, there's a few, there's a little bit of mixed stories about this guy that are coming out currently. And in terms of um, his charges, he he hasn't made a court appearance yet. I, I assume due to the result of the the aftermath of what happened on Friday morning, I, I imagine he's he's being treated medically. Matthew Vincent Raymond, he is due in court on August twenty seventh. Um, I believe he has been already charged, or he is facing four first degree murder charges um, mm-hmm. for in the murder of all four of these victims. Okay, but he's not due in court for for another two weeks. Yeah, as of now, we still don't know what his condition is. We will be watching for updates from uh, New Brunswick as they happen. Uh, Morgan, thanks very much. All right. Thank you. On Monday afternoon, Police Chief Leanne Fitch updated the investigation into the shooting. Fitch said the gun allegedly used in the shooting spree was a long gun that's legally available for purchase in Canada. And the man charged in the shooting, Matthew Vincent Raymond, has a firearms license. Fitch also said one of the officers at the scene on Friday was wearing a body camera, so that footage will factor into the investigation. 10-3 is produced by Carson Jarama and Carrie Ann Sproul. This episode is edited by Nathan Martin. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening.